Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, and today I'm joined by Rob Laurie, and we have Jim Woods with Lahontan Audubon Society, and we're here to talk about the Christmas bird count. Rob, before we get into the Christmas bird count, let's start by getting an update on your search (laughs) for birds around Nevada. So since I was here last a few weeks ago, I've uh, seen two more species so I've seen uh, 330 bird species in Nevada this year so far. That's exciting yeah. so is that's on track to or you may have already broken it, a record. It should be I, you know, we need to verify but uh, the thought is that it probably is the most that's been seen in Nevada in one year. Wow yeah. that's exciting Jim how do you feel about that being a fellow bird avid yeah. bird watcher? Uh, it's nothing but envy. Nothing but heavy. That's a good answer. (laughs) What I've ended up with is probably maybe a couple hundred just on my own. And that's it. Wow. And that's trying. Yeah, that (laughs) is so exciting. I'm glad we asked for the update. Um, We talked about it last time you were here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was on our, I think it was a podcast on Year of the Birds. So if you want to hear that, I encourage you to head to our SoundCloud and... uh, it's it's there. Year of the Bird, it was done a few weeks ago, and you could hear more about Rob's quest <laughs> to find birds around Nevada. <laughs> so, well, let's get into what we're here to talk about, the Christmas bird count, and you both are organizing count circles. Yeah, correct. Yes. Could you both explain, we could start with you, Rob, uh, your area that you're in charge of? Yeah, I'm the coordinator for the Carson City uh, Circle, and uh, the circles are 15-mile uh, diameter. And within each circle, uh, the the air, the circles divided up uh, into different zones or areas, and um, we assign people that, that that to come to help with the count. Assign people to those different zones to go out and record uh, how many species they see and what number of those species that they see. And then at the end of the day, we all get back t- together at dusk and have what we call the tally rally. <laughs> we all sit around the, the kitchen table and have potluck, have good food and good company, and we tally up the final numbers, and then I enter that information into the Audubon database on their, through their website. Nice. So it's it sounds it's exciting. Is this something you look forward oh to yeah, every yeah, year? Oh, yeah. This is my seventh year of doing it. The first year I did it was 2012, and... Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoy it. look forward to it. And you said a lot of people that sign up are regulars, so yes. they're probably looking forward to this yeah. every year, yep. too. Yep. But yeah, it's kind of a tradition. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a tradition. Yeah. But it's you, new people are welcome. Yes, definitely. We welcome any and all able bodies that are willing to come out and do it. Okay, and you said your area is Carson, uh, City. Carson City, and are you still looking for people to sign sure, up? Sure, yeah, yeah. You could do it through the uh, links through the Lahontan Audubon website or get on the National Audubon website, and you could uh, sign up that way. Or you could send me an email or uh, uh, shoot me a text or leave me a message or call me on the phone. Okay, well, we'll post that information with this podcast. Yeah, it's, so I, I do know it. it's on the Lahontan, that information's on the Lahontan website. 
my email and my phone. Great. Yeah. Jim, you're busy planning an account of your own. Exactly. Uh, one of the new accounts that uh, that's running here in Western Nevada is the Minden account. And uh, what we put together was is there was an existing circle qualifying for the Audubon, National Audubon uh, Christmas bird count, but it had never been activated. Uh, a local birder named Jack Walters had put it together, but he had never activated the thing. So in my course of travels, people are saying, well, why don't we start our own? And the circle's already ready to go. So we just kicked it in gear, and here we are. Uh, we're probably in our ninth year now, tenth year. Nice. Uh, really a really a opportune time to open it. And the Carson Valley, which this circle encompasses, uh, essentially if you center up on uh, East Valley Road, uh, northern portion of uh, Minden, uh, that's the center. So we reach into the Pine Nut Mountain foothills reach as far north as the Ivgid Wetlands, as far south as the Spirit Ranch up in the Pine Nuts, and then over to Wally's Hot Springs and the River Fork Ranch along the, the Foothill Drive. Wow. So that that area has to be searched. So like Rob, you know, I, I whacked it into 10, uh, 10 sections. And given we're, we're diversified, where we have two towns in there, Plus Johnson Lane, which is kind of a wildcat subdivision up north of town, uh, the two. They have these urban areas, but between them you have sagebrush, and what's left over from the sagebrush you have an aglands. So you have a real diversity of habitats that you have to set up and go through. So we get a real diversity in our in our species count because we're looking at two or three different areas that they like to hang in. Yeah, what a great way to get out there and see all those species of birds. It, it is, and uh, like Rob, I, I get a lot of uh, returnees. Mm-hmm. Our veterans come in, and they start establishing relationships with the people out there, the ranchers and, and the homeowners, and go through their neighborhoods and going on their uh, pastures looking around. So they want to go back to the same area every year. So now you kind of get a an assigned group, a, a core group, operating in each one of these 10 sectors. And uh, then I'm trying to assign new people that show up to go out with these experienced birders. Go out there and have some fun. Yeah, it probably makes your job a little easier when these people come in and they're like, I want to go to this area with these people. Does that help you? Oh, I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the laziest guy at this table. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't think so. You planned this whole bird count. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those hobbies that's turned into kind of a vocation. Rob, when is your the Carson City bird count? It's on Sunday, December 16th. So we're... Less than two weeks away. And plenty of time to sign up, though. Still, so yeah, yeah. Get on there. Yeah, will be meeting at the Burger King, the north end of Carson City on uh, Carson Street at 7 a.m. Okay, so bright and early. And then, Jim, when is yours? Uh, mine's going to be on January 5th, and that's the last day of the oh. National uh, Bird Count. So I, I put myself right up against the deadline, and that way I have to do it. <laughs> you know, again, I get into that lazy aspect of it, and you just say, now it'll be taken care of. Yeah. So it's uh, January 5th, which is a Saturday, 
uh, we'll meet at 7 o'clock and we're taking a slightly different approach. The Nature Conservancy owns a ranch in uh, just outside of Genoa, the River Fork Ranch, and they have Whit Hall, which is a young fellow's name. Uh, they have Whit Hall on that uh, on that ranch, which is the restored ranch house, and we will be meeting there at seven o'clock in the morning for coffee and donuts, and uh, we'll be reassembling there for that tally rally dinner uh, potluck at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So coffee and donuts in the morning. You mm -hmm. get to see birds all day, all these cool birds, hang out with friends, meet new people. And then at night, you guys have basically a big party, a big potluck. Correct. <laughs> yes. yeah. Correct. So yeah. how could you miss out on this? That's, you got to get out there. Yeah. That's one of the funner aspects of doing it. Is well, that's how come you're coming down. Yeah, I know. I've got to get down there. I, I don't think there's any way I can get out of it, even Rob's if I wanted coming. to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so can you go to multiple counts? Oh, sure. Yeah. Go to yours there's some that are on the same days. You have to pick on those certain days, but uh, they're pretty spread out. You know, I know the, um, there's one in Ely. The, the one in Reno is the day before mine. That There's on the 15th. Fallon's is on the 14th. Um, When's South Lake? South Lake is, I think, is on the same day as mine, the 16th, I believe. Let me yeah. look here. I wrote it down somewhere or so. I th yeah, it's on the same day as mine. Uh, there's one at Great Basin National Park on the 18th, Sheldon Wildlife uh, Refuge on the 21st, Pyramid Lakes on January 1st, Winnemucca. They're planning to have one this year. They need to find somebody to run it. Uh, they put on an APB on the listserv. Um, so, yeah, there, there are different days. There's some that are on the same day. So in, in, this, in that situation, you have to pick and choose which one you want to do. But there's plenty to come oh, to yeah. say you can't make it to one. Right. So I can't get out of going. i got to be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds so fun, though. It is. I, I, I want to go. And um, and then for people, we have people listening all over the state in southern Nevada. Were those just the Lahontan These are Audubon? more. Th this is more up here in our area here in north northern Nevada. But yeah, there's one at uh, Red the Red Rock uh, counts down in Vegas. I think there's one at Ash Meadows. Um, there's another one. I think they call the Muddy River count, yeah. which is northeast of Vegas, over in the southeast corner of Nevada. So yeah, they're they're all over the state. And the ones I just mentioned are the ones I knew up you know, up uh, central and northern uh, Nevada. So these are, it's, I mean, it's national. It's yes. the biggest, isn't it the biggest citizen science yes. project? Yep. That's so cool to me. It's been going on 119 years. It's the 119th year. First one was in 1900. And it just caught on. Yeah. People love it. Yeah, it was a way, uh, uh, back at that time, they used to do what they called side hunts at Christmas. There was a contest to go out and see how many birds and animals you can shoot, and whoever shot the most won. And a gentleman, I believe his name was Frank Chapman, uh, realized that uh, you know decimating populations of things, and rather than go out shoot shoot animals, shoot birds, let's go out and count them. So that's what started the Christmas bird count. So for someone who's never doesn't know what this is, has never heard of it, you explained in the beginning a little bit, but basically a group of people say you sign up for it, they show up that day. Yeah. You guys go out, yeah. and they're usually assigned to an expert. One that's more experienced. Yeah, we spread out the ex the, the more experienced birders. I don't like the word expert because everybody yeah. could be wrong. <laughs> but uh, more experienced birders would be like Jim said a minute ago, the core of the uh, the team for that particular area. And then we try to augment uh, those teams with uh, people who are less experienced. Nice. Yeah, so that way it's a, a way um, for the less experienced people to 
hopefully learn, and, and uh, if it's their first time out, hopefully we ignite the flame of passion of, of them to get out and bird year-round. And you said it could be a little overwhelming, say you're less experienced and you're not with someone who's more experienced, it could be overwhelming because it's, oh, how yeah. do I even begin to identify right. this bird? Yeah, it takes time, uh, time and practice. But if you're with someone who's more experienced, right. you won't say expert, yeah. but <laughs> someone more experienced, it makes it fun Sure, because you're out there all day. You're, it's almost like solving a puzzle. Yeah. You're like, what bird is this? Mm-hmm. Every time you spot a bird and then you have the more experienced person there to help you. are there, right. If you have any question what it is, they can look and hopefully tell you what it is and why, why it's that species. You know, point out the characteristics of the particular bird. Exactly. What a learning experience. Yeah. It, it can be. It, uh, it has a real educational value. It, uh, it's like everything else. How much you put into it is what you get back. So oh. it, uh, it opens up a lot of uh, what's around you. Exactly. You come to a uh, to a circle, and it encompasses those many habitats. Well, you're going to be in one of them, and you're finally going to see the detail of what lives in there. Let's get into this in just a second. We do have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. We are here today with Rob Lari and Jim Woods, and we're talking about the Christmas bird count. And right before the break, Jim, you were saying that this is a great way to discover the different species that are living in this habitat, and you probably didn't even realize these birds were living there before you do these counts. Uh, true, true. Nevada is a real unique place. It, uh, I came out of southern Arizona. So I came out of essentially one of the western best birding areas. And I was raised on a ranch, and I just grew up watching birds. But I got to Nevada, and they said, well, there's nothing out there but sagebrush. So when you drive across the damn place, it looks that it way. Looks that yeah. way. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just sagebrush, you know, right to the tops of the hills. And uh, I got to uh, looking at the different types of habitat. The birds have to live here. So how do they how do they do this? And uh, it's just been you look for that little thread of green. Every canyon out there seems to have a spring in it. You know, no matter what it looks like with the desert going up to it, there's a spring in that canyon. So just wander on up there, and the bird counts start really multiplying. These really start showing up. Yeah. And what holds you is that. Just learn, first thing, don't buy binoculars. Leave binoculars to your second year of birding. Your first year of birding, just learn to look with your eyes. And do that, and you'll become a really good birder. You see the way different birds act, the different way they fly, and you'll be able to identify birds just by their their mannerism. And then when you get a Sibley's uh, bird guide, you look at it, and then all of a sudden you realize how pretty this bird is, then you go get yourself some 8x32 or 8x40 binoculars, and it's wow time. 
Yeah. Because then they just show right up. So would you say the Christmas bird count is a great way to start birding? Say. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yes. It's a great way to see if it's something you enjoy doing and, and, uh, it'll, uh, help you decide how deep you want to get into it. You know, you have some people that are more casual birders that might just look in their yard or out, out their window at the feeders or just maybe, uh, look at birds when they're doing, uh, you know, weekly hikes or whatever in the neighborhood to people that, uh, will, you know, get knee deep into it, you know, travel, travel around like I've been doing this year to just, you know, looking for specific birds. So there's just, you can decide for yourself how deep you want to get into it. And there's plenty of birding opportunities um, aside from the Christmas bird count. Say you miss the bird count, but you want to get into birding or you go to the bird count and enjoy it so much. Lahontan Audubon Society offers a lot of different programs. Yeah, there's field trips that uh, the Lahontan sponsors uh, the, you know, that are in this area through a good portion of the year. So you get on the Lahontan website and, and um, see what the field trips are and, and join them. Great way to get outside. And yeah. Spend a day outside hiking in yeah, nature. Yeah, that's, that's how I got into birding. Yeah. It, was a, it was something that when I used to live in the mountains of New Hampshire, I was, it was like a speed hiker. And um, I began to realize in a short time that I was missing the whole point of the hike. It wasn't how quickly it got done. It wasn't the destination. It was a journey. So birding was a, I got into birding as a way to slow me down and take in what was around me as I was hiking. That's a good way to put it. It's a yeah. way to take in what's yeah. around you. Yeah. And you said that um, you actually shared a story during the break about yeah. a friend of yours you got into birding. Yeah, I had a friend uh, about 15 years ago, and I was living in Ohio. He was a co-worker, and uh, one day he said to me, he says, you know, next time you go out birding, I want to go with you. I want to see what this birding's all about. That's exactly what he said. So uh, I met a f- uh, me and a friend took him out, and uh, we did a three-mile hike uh, up over some hills and through the woods and down in the valley along the river and such and when we got done Eric looked at me he said wow I would have never known those birds were there if you hadn't shown me I said that's the lesson Eric this is because you didn't look they're there you just haven't looked so um, I thought that was a you know an example of the uh, it's the journey not the destination it's aspect yeah that's why you got to get out on these bird counts and yeah. discover what's what's out there. Yeah, and we it's important information too. The data is used. Uh, you know, Audubon compiles all this data, and it's used by scientists and researchers, you know, throughout uh, the country to monitor trends and and uh, species and, pop- and the numbers of birds and. So it's it's provide it's a very useful scientific data it's being provided too. That's something really important we really haven't touched on yet. Yeah. This is data from years and years. nineteen years, years, years in some you know. years worth. It depends on the area. Like the Carson count started in nineteen eighty three, so we'll have Audubon will have thirty five years of data after this coming count or thirty six. Wow. One of the one of the data points, if you will. Uh, this whole climate change, uh, global warming thing uh, became a big front point for the conservation groups. And uh, one of the primary sources that first disclosed that happening was the data from the Christmas bird counts. And they found, amazingly enough, and this is about half a dozen years ago or a dozen years ago, uh, they found that the birds in locales in these circles had relocated, and they'd relocated in a northwesterly direction about two or three hundred miles. So birds I was common, and that I theoretically would be commonly seen here in uh, 
in Carson City or here in Reno or, you know, wherever these circles are, they found that the birds had deflected up and were now being seen in towns where they had never been seen before, but they were 200 miles away. Wow. And it became a thing for for scientists to look at. Why are the birds moving? You know, what what's changed in their hometown that they're no longer there and now they're located someplace else? And that was the foundation that put in the whole climate uh, and the warming of the climate mm-hmm. uh, uh, aspects of the research that was done. And now, now we know it. Now we yeah. see it. But the birds took the saw. That's so cool. And that's what people are able to take part in, this important yeah. research. And it's mm-hmm. just people going out counting birds. Right. <laughs> so anyone can take part in it. You know, anyone can. And one of the things that I've been, that I have found down in the valley, uh, the hunters are starting to show up doing birding. Really? Yeah. See, I came that way. I uh, I was raised down in southern Arizona, and if it flied, it died. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I was raised with shotguns. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, and the best way to identify a bird is when you got it right here in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes even better. You know, yeah. one of those. But what I'm finding now are the guys that are going out hunting are now asking Christian, I saw a bird that looks like. Well, say so we'll show it for the count and get some basic ideas. You know, we'll go through the bird books. And, you know, enjoy your deer hunt. When you're up in a deer stand not doing anything or you're in a blind, birds come right up to your place. So I told a couple of them, why don't you just take those yellow socks and take them hunting with you, hang them up when you're in your, uh, when you're in your blind, and just wait. And sure enough, the birds will start showing up, and you'll have something to do while you're waiting you know, on your That's hunt. not a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, you, you know, yeah. you just multitask these guys. Yeah. And they like it out there anyway, you know. And if there's anyone I want looking at a bird, it's probably a hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, he understands the life that goes on out there. Yeah. So. And another good thing is that, you know, we're out on these counts, if we're out on ranches and that, uh, and you let the ranch owner know, you know, what different species of birds you might have seen during the count or in that area, it might spark the interest in that person to do more to provide more habitat, uh, mm-hmm. you know, take measures on his land that will provide better habitat for the birds, knowing that, you know, that it, that what's what's there and that uh, what he's he or she is doing is a, a potential benefit to what's there. And may not may not have known the bird, those specific birds are out there um, otherwise, so... A lot of good coming from sure. this bird count. Yeah, so it does. So, and then in Nevada, on top of, I mean, this is a great opportunity for people to get outside, but I just have noticed, I mean, you even said it earlier, you just see seas of sagebrush, and people don't really associate that with birds, but there are so many different bird habitats here in Nevada. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My friends back east are shocked at the number of species that are in Nevada because they think of Nevada as, as a desert wasteland i i guess i, I don't know but people uh, just picture it's i mean yeah. it is a dry state so yeah. that's what they picture so they don't picture associate yeah. that with the animals yeah there's been 400 i know on ebird i looked uh since we last talked i think there's been 480 some species of birds that have been identified in, in nevada and that blows away a lot of the states back east most if not all of them yeah so the, you know the, you have it is a big state so that's part of it but you have such diverse habitat within in the state. So, yeah, you have a lot of sagebrush and desert, but like Jim mentioned earlier, you find that spring or you find that 
uh, creek or whatever, or that you find that riparian, riparian corridor, and you could hit the mother load of birds. We actually did a waterfowl hunting podcast last week, and it's very similar to that. Is they were saying it's actually prime for waterfowl hunting because you know where they are all are. Oh, you yeah, find yeah, that yeah. body of water, yeah. and that's where they go. Exactly. Same for bird watching. Yeah. yeah, find that habitat. Yeah, and then the, there they are. Yeah. Anything else you guys want people to know about the Christmas bird camp before we wrap up? Christmas bird camp. Uh, look for look for uh, some ads in the paper. I'll be uh, publishing now on uh, on the Minden bird count. Uh, and a uh, little bit more on the idea of having fun at this thing. Uh, let's get together after the after the bird count and sit down and have a potluck dinner and. Uh, tell either stories or lies both of them fly <laughs> equally well <laughs> and if they, you know if they want to they're not sure they want to get into birding and and i uh, want to try these counts and uh you know i have spare binoculars i can loan to the, the, uh, somebody yeah. that shows up so that way they're not they're not spending the money up front without knowing how much they really like it so um and that way if they like it with using the loaner binoculars then they may want to go out and purchase their own then and really get into it yeah it's a great way to just get out there try it out see if it's for you and get outside is my main thing yeah i just I love being outside, outside in nature yeah who doesn't i know i think a lot of people appreciate birds that don't even realize it yeah they'll see it outside their window and don't even think about it yeah but they are appreciating it yeah there's and a s- study i don't know what the scientificness of this if that's even a word but uh, let's claim that... We're going to make it a word. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Add it to the dictionary if it's not in there. But anyhow, um, there, there's statements have been made that there's more bird watchers in the country or people that identify themselves as bird watchers than there are hunters and fishermen combined. Wow. I, I believe that. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate both of you being here. A lot of good information, a lot of... Lots of good information. So uh, hopefully we'll have you guys back again. Anytime. Anytime. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.